Welcome to a very special episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthie. Hello, everyone. Short episode for you today, and a quick back-to-back episodes, just releasing our previous one the other day. So here we are. Yeah, uh, we do have a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of uh, the series finale of Better Call Saul, which we just got done watching mere minutes ago, quite literally, mm-hmm. um, and also Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. All right, Holden, let's dive right in. That one movie podcast First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Wait, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> what are we doing first? <laughs> no, let's do... Uh, we're, we're hot off of it, so let's do Better Call Saul. All right, so spoilers for Better Call Saul, starting right now. Yeah, so Better Call Saul ended tonight. Uh, final episode of season six, titled Saul Gone. Very funny title. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, it aired at 8 o'clock right now. We, we just started recording about 9.45, so about a half hour after the, the episode ended. Um, I, I was having trouble. The AMC Plus app was on Roku. It was just like not letting me sign in. And so I and then I was trying to check the PS5 and it doesn't have an app on PS5, I guess. So then I luckily my computer was working and I just hooked that up uh, to the TV. Yeah, that's what I've been doing every time because my TV does not have a an AMC Plus app. Oh, okay. You know, so also AMC Plus subscriptions about to tank. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm about to cancel mine. But yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we were very excited for this finale. Obviously, we've been covering it. Um, Jimmy, initial impressions hot off. What did you think of this finale? I thought it was a really fitting finale, especially, I mean, the last act of the finale itself, the last third, I thought really landed. Um, I thought it it hit the, the beats that I really wanted it to hit, and I think it did it in a way that still... I wasn't completely expecting as yeah. it was happening. And um, it had the, the kind of melancholy and redemption that I thought this ser- series uh, should have ended on and, and did end on. So I thought it was fitting. I mean, obviously, it's it's not the Breaking Bad finale where you have guns blazing mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the big epic death of Walter White. Or I guess not epic, but just kind of the the just more action-packed this is there's not action it's more of a courtroom drama yeah it's more of a a recap of hey this is everything that has happened um and it's all about finishing these character character arcs up uh in a way that that fits the series and i think it does so yeah and uh i mean i think it's like in the last couple seasons of this show some of the probably like favorite episodes have been a lot of the ones that are more action-packed are more like breaking bad um such as you know playing an execution in those episodes whatnot um but this is definitely a lot more fitting for just the show as a whole like yeah there's i mean you still have elements of breaking bad in here i mean there's a whole scene with walter white and whatnot but um it is you know Better Call Saul's always been a bit more slower, a bit more character-driven, um, and tons of courtroom stuff. I'm glad the climax happened in a courtroom. Yeah, honestly. And uh, it really just cements the show as the love story between Jimmy and Kim. I mm-hmm. mean, that was the focus, and I'm glad that they they ended that uh, story very well. They didn't, you know, kill off Kim for shock value. No, <laughs> you know, at the end of last season or in the middle of this season, they uh, they they just executed everything very well. I thought, and it was really kind of just a sucker punch at the end. Yeah. It's just uh, very La La Land reminiscent to me. Yeah, yeah, I can um, see that. just this like 
these people who love each other that just because of fate cannot be together. Uh, I I was noticing in the scene where they meet in um, the the room where she says he's his legal counsel or whatever. Um, first of all, I mean, just good visual, you know. Uh, throw know you know homage to the first episode. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Well, I mean that, that that's one of the things I want to mention is it, it looks it's very similar to a very constant image throughout the series of them of them just smoking up against a concrete wall. <laughs> happens <laughs> happens almost every season at least once. Um, but that whole scene was it was like very noir feeling. Yeah, I I got a lot of like noir elements from it, and um, I, I I mean I haven't had much long enough to really stew on what that could potentially mean, but just the the smoking, the lighting in the room, even just like Kim's hairstyle in that, like it it felt very uh, like homagey to film noir to me. Once yeah, I again, can see that. not exactly sure what that means, but um, yeah, just the vibe I got. Yeah, I mean, the whole ending was just really impactful. I mean, you have, especially when they're walking away and he's on the basketball court and she's, you know, on the path mm-hmm. to leading to the exit. And that one shot where you can, there's kind of that, I don't know, that gap in between them. It doesn't yeah. last very long, but that was a gorgeous shot. And then obviously the very final shot of the show reminiscent of a movie you just watched godfather yeah uh, the door closing you know it's kind of jimmy disappearing behind the wall and for it to end right there i thought that was a very impactful shot to end on yeah i think i think um comparing it to breaking bad again i think breaking bad has a I mean, once again, we just saw this, so I'll need to stew on this more. Um, I think Better Call Saul is going to be more remembered for just the general final scene and like ending probably the whole final episode rather than Breaking Bad is like that final episode, I think, is mostly remembered for that final shot because the final shot in Breaking Bad, I think, is is incredible and rightfully so remembered for it. but I think this one's gonna not not gonna be necessarily remembered for that final shot like Breaking Bad was, but be more remembered for just the whole final episode and that final scene. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, that's a good point. I I think this shot is better than the ending shot of uh, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't think that shot's good. I think it's a great shot to end on. Um, it is kind of the more like kind of the a little bit more of a used thing where it's like oh it's a thing happening and you're slowly moving up and away from it Mm -hmm. you know that i mean that's just been done a lot not that it's not effective in breaking bad at the end i do think it's effective and the whole idea of walter white dying you know uh, with his hand on the uh whatever that big you know tank is used for making machine (laughs) the meth machine (laughs) um but yeah I, i i thought this was just it's just like such a gut punch to end on. And I yeah, think it, it really, yeah, I just love the, the, the sad redemption of it because I, I honestly didn't see it coming for whatever reason. I mean, I, I did before the episode, but during the episode, I, I was not expecting that scene to unfold the way it does. Cause I mean, uh, Jimmy obviously, uh, or Saul, I guess kind mm-hmm. of, works his sentence down to seven years like miraculously (laughs) and he keeps talking about this ice cream which was hilarious yeah (laughs) i'm like man he's they're really going the villain route where he's just gonna tear down kim but then when she was in the courtroom i was like oh wait a second did he just like did he just create the situation just so she would be there yeah i and i i started to catch on to it then but still like I didn't like but when he starts off his routine, I was not expecting him to shift at all. Yeah, honestly, I, I I'm not sure I ever bought he was going to throw Kim uh, under the bus in any way, um, even though he I mean, up until that courtroom shift, he had still been using the Saul Goodman kind of characteristics and everything. Um, but it, it I just didn't totally buy that because even 
even when he was like, you know, in in the previous episode when we see kind of Kim's interactions with Saul Goodman, I never really got the vibe that he would do anything to like hurt her in any way. Even like Saul, Saul who's, you know, fairly ruthless and doesn't really care how how it affects other how his actions affect others. Um so I didn't. I never really thought that was going to happen. I kind of always figured that out. But I agree. I, I was. I was not expecting that the shift, the way it happened in the courtroom. Yeah, that he unnecessarily confessed mm-hmm. uh, to all these things when he could have gotten off. And I mean, he's going to die in prison. And I. I think <laughs> that that scene is like is is weirdly is very funny too um which i think is something this show just does very well is is combining dramatic with comedic and just how like every like the judge keeps like telling him to like stop digging a hole and then like bill keeps like trying to like fruitlessly to like stop He's it like, and everything can I, just, can I just drop this case please? yeah <laughs> and so uh, there's there's a lot of humor there too and in, in, in this dramatic moment um which i enjoyed yeah um yeah that was great i mean we had some uh cameos too this episode Mm-hmm. Um, the the biggest surprise that I did not have on my Better Call Saul finale bingo card was Marie Schrader. Yeah, that was I. I, <laughs> I guess like Marie is uh, is a good character. Don't get me wrong, but she's never like anyone I I like think of when I think of Breaking Bad. Like she's she's a very good supporting character, but she doesn't like she's not in too many standout scenes to me. Um, even though her like actress does a very good job and the, the character is very good so like when i think of better call Saul and the cameos i want that was just never one i really considered um and when well, that happened i was like well what if just like walt jr shows up too <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i think it makes sense that she shows up because i mean hank Schrader yeah. was the victim of this and and skylar and and uh walt jr weren't really they wouldn't have a reason to go. I mean, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I so I was joking about the Walt Jr. Yeah, thing. no, but I thought it made sense that way because I'm like, oh, why isn't Skyler here? But then I thought through that. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, in season one when uh, Chuck, uh, another cameo that we'll talk about here in a second, when he goes to the hospital, mm-hmm. they had originally planned for Marie to be like his nurse, but okay. they thought it would be too distracting. So they, they took that part out. Okay. Um, so it is nice that she got her Better Call Saul cameo after all. And I thought she was really effective. And I don't think she really distracted all that much. No. Yeah. No, happening. I thought she was she was a good presence to have. And in, in that interrogation scene, especially, she's just like, I, I think while Kim being in the courtroom definitely was kind of the turning point for his shift, I think her story and everything and I, he you could kind of see it on his face that he he was feeling a little guilty too and i know part of that was the saul goodman thing because then he did the you know whole whatever fake confession thing that he was going to tell the jurors but even before he was you know spewing that out i don't know i i think he was just kind of doing the saul goodman thing that time yeah, i don't know maybe up for interpretation um but let's move on to another cameo. So we have Chuck. Um, and we we also had Mike, I guess, technically, too. So yeah. a lot of these are tied to if if you had a time machine, you know, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, I think first, I believe the first date is the, the day his son is killed. Um, but then he changes his answer. It's now. Uh, so I'm thinking about it. And broadly speaking about the time travel thing, um, it it perfectly encapsulates each character, the answer they give. Um, so you have Mike, who gives the kind of, you know, want to check on your family and everything, want to go back and change the past so then he doesn't become a crooked cop, maybe never goes down this path. Yep. Mike being, you know, the good person. Walter White wants power and money kind of thing. So he, want, he would go back and change so he could be part of this you know huge corporation and you know he'd still probably do it under the pretense of helping his family or whatever but whether or not that's true you know uh, yeah he also just picks apart the science behind it <laughs> yeah yeah he's <laughs> uh and then with chuck 
the question isn't asked, but the fact that Chuck has the book that make mm-hmm. that's like that means Jimmy got the idea from him, just like Jimmy got the idea of being a lawyer from him. Yeah. So I yeah it's I don't know I I really liked that uh, that little bit in this episode, and and that book shows up throughout the season too. So now I mean rewatching it someday uh it will be really interesting to see where that book exactly pops up okay um i know it shows up in their apartment once or twice but um i guess i never noticed it um and i again i think some something in that book like there's two characters who get separated because of a big event and they like reconcile but they can't be together or something like that which obviously fits the theme of the show and the the finale um but yeah i thought i thought all the cameos were impactful and like you said fit the characters really well Mm -hmm. yeah um i was actually pretty surprised i think chucks was the well marie's is the one that most caught me most off guard but i was pretty surprised by chuck too maybe it was just because it had been so long since he had played the character but nice for him to come back was he in season five at all? I know he's in season four a little oh, bit. Oh, that's right. He does. Yeah, he does pop up in flashbacks in four. Uh, no, I don't think he was in five at all. Hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's. I mean, Michael McKeon is such a big part of the show that I think it was, a, it felt like he should be in the finale in some shape or form. That's how I felt about Mike too, because I was thinking going into this, I'm like, well, don't get me wrong. I love the Gene stuff and everything, but prior to that, like this show has been a lot of like, I mean, first few seasons, especially it was basically just half a Mike show. Yeah, really um, was. And I mean, and it's great stuff and loved learning more about Mike and how is his own personal fall and everything. So I was glad he got a moment and I thought it was a fitting send off for his character in this episode. Yeah, that's something I didn't realize until rewatching Breaking Bad. But Mike is like not—he doesn't have that much screen time in Breaking Bad until like the first half of the last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Better Call Saul, he is—he <laughs> is half the show. Yeah, <laughs> for a lot of it, um, which is a great thing too. There's, there's—I remember there was an episode in season one where he is the main. Like there, there's not. Yeah, Jimmy's they, not even in it. Yeah, the his, the one where it's tells the story of his son and that whole yeah. backstory um which is a great episode too makes me just want to rewatch the show i mean we think about the the pie co- squat cobbler <laughs> or whatever uh it seems like so long ago yeah uh, you're right and that's the same show and the you know the baseball card guy and it's mm-hmm. like oh my gosh how is that the same show that we've been watching the last few three months um pretty pretty remarkable where they've gone with it and how how much it is transformed over the years mm-hmm. but yeah i honestly thought very strong ending it's not like it's not a finale that's the best episode of the show anyway or the most exciting or entertaining no. but it is one that it it hits it hits the beats it needs to hit it's a fitting end for the characters and it's a great send off with a very uh, impactful ending. I thought the strongest part of the episode was the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, it was great. Um, the one I, scene that I, I don't know what to think about is the one where the inmates chanting better call Saul. Yeah. I, I just don't know what to, I, I just need to read somebody's take on it. I mean, I guess just initially thinking about it, it's it, it it is weird that they just started doing it. I mean, I guess I I don't have much experience on prison buses, so maybe it's not weird. He's <laughs> only been like, on one once or twice, so yeah. <laughs> um, but based on Jimmy's reaction in that scene, it just seems to like cement home how much he has shed that you know persona because I think Jimmy if he was still like if there was any Saul left in him he would get like really into that yeah i i believe he does like let out a little smirk well it's so. 
it, it the smirk uh, he does but it kind of to me it was like a um like a that's cute but i've moved past it kind of vibe. I, like i don't know it, it wasn't like he was enjoying it it was more of just like i don't even want to say reminiscing i don't know but, that, you know what i'm saying like i just need to read someone's well thought yeah. out analysis of it and then i'll be like oh yeah now i, I see what they were going for yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i am not uh, smart enough to put that one together myself in a way that i uh, at least you know so early after the finale Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Otherwise, I, uh, uh, yeah, I thought uh, this wrapped everything up really nicely. Holden, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I um, one of my favorite bits that we hadn't talked about actually was initially when um, when they're doing the the negotiations and everything. Which, first of all, I just like the cut to that scene is really funny because everyone is just so tired and everyone is so just like tired, like exhausted from the day and like clearly worn down by Saul's antics um which I, I enjoyed that mm-hmm. but the him trying to pass off Howard and like and their reaction is just like you're stupid like we already know this yeah <laughs> like are you really trying to use this uh as as a negotiation tactic um but yeah, I just I enjoyed that, and we didn't. Oh, we also didn't mention Kim going to the volunteer service. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Her kind of being able to, to help people again. Her, it's like her pro bono a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, a taste of it. Yeah, yeah, and she's not. I mean, it it seems like she's not going to be working directly, you know, in legal stuff. I mean, obviously with her uh, having um, resigned or whatever in a few episodes ago, but. Um, she's at least helping out there in a space that she's comfortable with and familiar with. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the episode, again, we see the, the, the one mom is like, I don't know where to take my son or whatever for his birthday. Should we go to this restaurant, this restaurant? She's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then she goes and she seems like she has purpose again. So we got that nice transition. Um, the very beginning of the episode two, we have Jean, on the run um getting caught in the dumpster yeah i i enjoyed that because it happened a lot quicker than i thought it would like it, it it to me it seemed like almost a little abrupt how quickly he was caught which i, I i'm not don't have any issue with i think it, with what everything else we got in this episode it works really well but i was expecting a bit more of gene on the run in this episode and then he's just caught in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Jeff? <laughs> yeah, that's. I was also thinking that we don't. We don't know what happened to Jeff. <laughs> he's got the Huel situation at the end of Breaking Bad, or it's like, did he ever get out of that room? <laughs> uh, which I think they confirmed that he did in like a previous episode here. Yeah, uh, last. Episode. The, I think it was the phone call with uh, with Francesca. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. So there we go. Any other thoughts, things you want to add to our uh, this analysis, this review, Holden? Um, no, I don't think so. I well, I guess the other, the only thing I would want to bring up is: is there any like significance to Walter being obsessed with shutting off that noise? I'm not sure. I think it's just a Walter thing. You know how he gets obsessed with the like yeah. very little things. The fly, yeah. The fly, the the spot of mustard on the lab coat, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, you're right. That's probably just what it is. But yeah, other than that, I think covered it. Um, very good finale. Really liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought very fitting in. Again, uh, the last. 10 15 minutes i thought were the strongest part and you know that's that was the part that mattered most um and some of my favorite shots in anything probably are in this episode yeah including the the very last one so there we go uh definitely uh thumbs up for me on the finale holden yeah same should we give a rating for the whole show then jimmy oh my gosh the whole show yeah that's uh, what you said you'd start doing that <laughs> yeah I will probably go a nine and a half out of ten because it is one of my favorite shows ever. So, yeah, I think I'll go nine out of ten. 
Yeah. So it's very, uh, very good. Yeah. I mean, it's right up there with, uh, with breaking bad. So, which yeah. is incredible. Like if you would have told anybody that 10 years ago, Hey, they're going to make a spinoff show about Saul Goodman and it's <laughs> going to be basically as good as breaking bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have believed you, but uh, yeah, yeah I, here we are. I need to rewatch the show. I don't know if I'll do it anytime soon, but I'm excited to do it eventually. All right, sweet, Holden. Let's dive into our non-spoiler review of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Okay, uh, so Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's the new A24 horror film. Um, it is, uh, you want to read a synopsis, Jimmy? Oh, well, if I can pull one up here quickly, Holden. <laughs> uh, well, first off, cast, you have, uh, what's the Maria Bakalova? What's her yep. name? Maria Bakalova, um, who you may know as Borat's daughter from the newest Borat film. You have um, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Lee Pace, uh, Amanda Stenberg, uh, Rachel Sennett, um, some other people who I had never heard of. All right. Synopsis. <laughs> when a group of 20-somethings gets stuck at a remote mansion during a hurricane, a party game gone very, very wrong ends with a dead body on the ground and fake friends at every turn as they try to find the killer among them. Nice. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, so oh, I should have mentioned this is directed by Helena Regin, who, as far as I can tell, I think this might be her directorial debut for a feature. Um, oh, English English language debut, at least. Um, but anyway, um, I quite enjoyed this movie. <laughs> yeah, I thought it. I thought this was a fun movie. It's a. I would basically describe it as a, a Gen Z who done it mm-hmm. um definitely if it's anything it's a who done it and then maybe throw in some horror some satire yeah in their comedy um it's got a, a little bit of of everything <laughs> yeah. of those uh, but mainly i'd say it's a who a who done it and as a who done it i think it's a pretty compelling one like i was trying to figure things out the entire time and never thought i really had a firm grasp at firm grasp at who yeah. was doing what um i it, it was one of those times i'm like i could really see this be any one of them mm-hmm. yeah um, i yeah i was pretty sure i like there was one that i was pretty sure it was doing it and i and but i was also second guessing myself because i was like i don't know if like i'm thinking this because the movie is trying to make me think this or if i am actually being clever or anything so i was was holding it back and then i just ended up being very wrong so (laughs) (laughs) um which yeah the the ending of this movie is is very good but obviously we won't talk about that now um but uh, yeah i think one of the things about this movie uh that i initially i was a little concerned about from the trailer was the the gen z like humor kind of thing in the dialogue the gen z dialogue i guess more so than anything because the trailer cuts it where it's like it makes it seem like that's all it is it's just like referencing gaslighting and like cancel culture and all of this like all the time which i think would just get very strenuous mm-hmm. um at a point um but no it it is there um but i think it's pretty effectively used um and it's all used in a in a way to just satirize how gen z people communicate with each other more so than anything um and i and i don't think it's done like i mean it is like satire i don't think it's like necessarily just blatantly making fun of them um but yeah i don't know i thought it worked pretty well yeah and it was nice that you had like a a not uh um a gen z person too and the guy who plays a character named greg Mm -hmm. um so I thought that was nice that you had like a, a character who was not part of Gen Z 
to also see through and he's trying to <laughs> figure out what they're saying and like, oh, well, this is what you mean by that. Um, and- I would say, too, that there are a couple, you know, two or three, like, legitimately, like, laugh out loud moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, it, it is a horror comedy. I wouldn't describe it really any other way, I don't think. Um, Who done it? I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. but um, I feel like a whodunit can fit inside horror or whatever, but... Um, well, yeah, Knives I mean, Out isn't horror. Okay, fine. Whatever. Murder on the Orient <laughs> Express. Um, Death on the Nile. But it it's... It, <laughs> it like the comedy is so intrinsic it's not even it's not just like it's a horror movie with a couple funny moments it's like it's it's constantly trying to make you laugh it's trying to like poke fun at horror movies and gen z and and that's that's helped by maria bakalova's character and probably mispronouncing that but um her character is is basically our pov character um because she's the most grounded i'd say out of everyone there (laughs) it's about it's a lot of very rich 20 somethings um who are kind of out of touch i think in a lot of ways um and she's there and she's definitely not from that background and she doesn't know any of these people so you know helping us kind of figure or we're figuring out things alongside her but yeah yeah um yeah, I, I would agree with all that you said there. I'm trying to think of other things I want to add in our non-spoiler review here. I liked the score. Um, specifically in a couple different moments, I, th- I think it stood out to me. but Did not really stand out to me. But, I mean, the premise of the movie. The, so, like, think about the protagonist. Or the premise of the movie is oh, that yeah. they're having <laughs> a party at somebody's, like, at Pete Davidson's dad's mansion mm-hmm. to celebrate the hurricane. And they're like outside when the hurricane starts. And they're like, oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> like these people are so stupid. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. Like, they are pretty the- stupid to be fair. Like they're, they don't fall for all the horror tropes, but it's like when you probably should all stay together, they sometimes do that, but they sometimes are just like, oh, let's all go our different ways yeah yeah um and i mean like i said they're they're just like kind of out of touch too so they're just like <laughs> they just find no danger in this hurricane because they have this like big shelter nearby and everything even though you know it is a very dangerous situation but yeah um well i mean we didn't really mention i like we mentioned the care the actors but the performances are all very good yeah, uh, they all do a good job. Um, I think Maria's her she's great. I think it's um, cool seeing her in other stuff. Um, Rachel Sennett uh, played. I think her name was Alice. Um, she was the star of Shiva Baby, which I saw, and she, that was a that was a very good movie. But she was pretty funny in this. Um, honestly, everyone was pretty good. Pete Davidson plays himself like he usually does, but he's, he's very funny in this. And he's, he's uh, able to be a bit more serious, too, at a, at a point or two, which is not something I've really seen before. I guess he did in King of Staten Island a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. That's all of them. Very good. Yeah, I would say, so like my enjoyment of this movie, like I think it's pretty high. It's probably around like Scream 5 sure yeah. this year yeah, pretty agree. Uh, similar in terms of like oh you're trying to figure out who's who's killing everybody mm-hmm. sort of deal and it's pretty fun uh, so I, I will say that like the the kills in this movie are largely off screen mm-hmm. which makes sense for a whodunit but like if you're thinking it's i don't know like if you're thinking you're just gonna see people murdered and, and like good kills and stuff that's not really what this movie is unlike scream uh, because you have Ghostface, you have the anonymity of Ghostface. Um, so yeah. About, I, but it was pretty similar entertainment-wise. This is an hour-and-a-half movie, too. It's not a big time commitment. There's not wasted time. I like by. that. But I would say that, like, in terms of the characters, the characters are fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're that interesting. I, I think, no. like, a movie like X, for example, the characters are, are more interesting in X um, in terms of another movie where characters get picked off one by one um but that's not really a whodunit so 
It's like it's kind of like a, a combination of those two movies, I guess. X and Scream. Yeah, and I Gen think, Z and Knives. I out. think most most of the character intrigue from this just comes from like trying to like they're constantly all like lying to each other, like about yeah about like who they are and what they've done and everything. So it's like trying to figure out like their histories and everything, and um, trying to see how that ties into this mystery and whatnot. And so I mean the characters like in terms of personality don't have a ton of depth or anything i don't think but I, trying to figure out who's telling the truth and whatnot i, I think that's where most of that intrigue yeah, would lie that's where the fun is because there's, yeah. there's legitimate reasons to doubt mm-hmm. the trustworthiness of each character which kept me on my toes the entire time yeah, uh, yeah so sure. yeah um i think i'm ready to give my rating hold in are you I. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the only other thing I want to mention uh, from technical side is um, I do I think the 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 focus on lighting with like the phone flashlights and like glow sticks is pretty fun. Um, and I will just, say, but there are times where people like are trying to hide, but they still have their phone flashlight on. Yeah, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I d- I didn't buy that, and uh, <laughs> and. I like that there were so, there were a few times in this movie where kind of similar to one of my issues with Predator it was just like people wandering around in indescript hallways and that like, is true that there's very little sense of geography in terms of like this is one location this movie yeah it, it's just a a huge mansion which fine sprawling hallways and everything but yeah you never really get a sense for any, where anyone is um and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and the the walking through hallways while it's dark and it's quiet is, I think, a movie can only do that so much before it gets a little tiresome. But there are some jump scares, too. Yeah, there are. Got Jimmy a couple times. <laughs> they always do, even though I know they come, they're coming. I'm just like, gosh darn it. Like, find it just, I don't know. I get tired of jump scares. Yeah, me too. Um, but I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, Olden. That's where I'm at. Very enjoyable time. Good, solid whodunit. Lots of fun. Lots of, uh, a good, like, party movie. Like, hey, I have some friends over. Who do you think the killer is? What do you think is going to yeah. happen? Fun to, like, sit and try to, you know, figure it out together as you're watching it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's, this would be a great movie to just, like, turn on if you have a bunch of friends over. And people, I think people would get really into it. Maybe that's just because we're young. So maybe like you know the young people like the the young people who done it movie. I don't know, Jimmy, but I think it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready to dive into spoilers? Oh yeah, later? and my rating is also 8 out of 10. Oh, there yeah, we go. I'm Very ready. good. All right, spoiler time. Here we go. All right. So, spoilers for Bodies Bodies Bodies. Um I, I just want to spoil the big twist of this, uh, which is hilarious um, <laughs> that it turns out there was no killer. And this was all caused by, uh, well, it was all started by Pete Davidson's stupidity, um, which and is jealousy. Tor- yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, furthered with jealousy and paranoia and anxiety, all of that stuff. But it was really just with pete davidson trying to be cool flipping around a sword (laughs) for a tiktok and then Um, seeing it is pretty funny like yeah Uh, go to the neck and you're like it's you know it's coming but it's still pretty funny to watch it happen yeah and uh you had mentioned that you thought that as a possibility earlier in the movie um after we saw it i I also had considered that, but as it was going, I was like, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. I think once, so you had like Pete Davidson, then you had Greg, mm-hmm. and then you had the person like down the stairs or something or whatever yeah. it was. Then I was like, oh, this is like, oh, someone's actually doing it. Like, it's definitely someone doing it. But the, after the first two, I'm like, this could just be like an accident. And then... <laughs> Then I was like, is it Maria Bakalova? Like, are we just like, I'm like, is it actually the point of view character? Is that the twist after a while? Because I'm like, I was was like, what are they like? What is going on here? Because I I could not figure out who it was. Yeah, I I, I, there was a moment in time where I think I did suspect (laughs) each character. (laughs) 
which is yeah. pretty remarkable. Like I didn't rule anybody out. Yeah. Except I guess Pete, even Pete Davidson. I'm like, maybe he's still alive. And it was like a fake, fake out thing. The only one I was pretty sure it was. Well, I mean, Greg gets killed by, by Maria Bakalova. So that helps. But like from the start, I was thinking, I mean, it would be, I think it would be just like, like the fact that you have this tall buff man there. Like that's, I think purposefully a misdirect but i could also see that being like a couple layers deep where you think it's a misdirect and then it's just actually what it is yeah see what i'm saying like yeah maybe it's just a guy who just pretends to get along with them but then he just hates gen zers for whatever reason yeah yeah pretty fun the other (laughs) another good twist was that greg turned out to be a a veterinarian and not a military veteran (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty funny that was great. Um, I I do I do want to mention though um, with the well, you had mentioned the off screen deaths before. Um, I kind of agree, but I also feel like with the ending, I'm not sure how you could do it otherwise. Because um, like you have the the girl who falls down the stairs off screen. I mean, if you didn't have it off screen, then you would just see her stumble and fall like herself or whatever yeah um, no that's why i was saying like it it makes sense that they did that because it's a whodunit and in yeah. scream they can show it happen because there's ghost there's the ghost face mask and you yeah have the anonymity know of that. the slasher yeah it was not a complaint at all i oh, thought okay. it worked yeah not a complaint gotcha to clarify um i was else? just saying like if you're expecting like a slasher that's not what this is gonna be yeah um felt i yeah i i think maria as the i think her name was b um yep b yeah b also Um, i forgot she was the borat (laughs) girl even though we had definitely talked about it multiple times yeah um so b i she works really i mean i mentioned how she works well as a pov but like i she also could make like the perfect like twist killer because you're constantly like feeling bad for her in this situation because she's getting targeted by the others and she gets thrown out into the hurricane like yeah. uh by by the other uh girls um and so I could see it. I, I could have seen that happening, but she she's a very sympathetic character. She's really the most sympathetic character out of everyone there. Oh, even clearly. Though she, yeah. Even though she kills Greg. But even then she does it because she thought she was like she was trying to protect protect Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> that was still pretty dumb to kill the guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think maybe hitting him on the head once would be fine. <laughs> if anything. But. Yeah. Um. His. I like how he's wearing that like light <laughs> therapy mask. <thing>. Yeah. <laughs> Just looks creepy. Um. He was. He was a funny presence for multiple reasons. Uh. But we. The one time you and I laughed really hard. Yes. Um. Was when they start playing the party game and uh, Greg is the one that gets murdered or whatever in this essentially what's like mafia or whatever werewolves, um, and then Pete Davidson's like they're they're trying to wake him up and you think that he's just dead and this is the first death and I was actually I was like believing it because I oh, was I like, was too like when he wasn't responding. I, I was like, like he was make- sitting there on the the ground. I was like, oh my gosh, he's dead, and they don't notice and all that. And it, you know. yeah, I, I felt like that's where it was going, and I felt like getting you know the big tough guy out of the way early. You know, then it's you know that would make it more dangerous and everything. But um, then Pete Davidson tapping him on the nuts with <laughs> the beer bottle. <laughs> oh no, no, I got this. <laughs> Just wait. That that was. I I laughed very hard at that. Yeah, that was we were cracking up. That was almost the uh, the end of X level funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, there's been some good laugh out loud moments this year, really. Yeah, um, horror movies even, which is yeah. funny. Um, 
what else? Um, oh, I then also with that, I felt like he was also very funny in the other scene where he's laying down, where he's just like, he's out in like that gym and he's just laying in like this very like like creepy position. Yeah, with the, his, the light therapy mask. On. Yeah, and just looking creepy. Yeah, he's just looking creepy, and they enter, and it, the way he gets up in that scene is also pretty funny. But yeah. Um. I like how he was like, are, are you guys effing with me? Like, what's going on here? And, like, you know, his whole interaction with Pete Davidson earlier. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the slap game. And, and I was like, you know, Maria Bakalova, she's suspicious because, like, she can't even slap somebody, but then she just kills him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess she's protecting, uh, what was the, was it Rachel? What was the character's name? Wasn't it Sophie? Sophie, that's what it is. Sophie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I I just I like that aspect of it of just not knowing who it was, and then the the twist that it was just none of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then seeing the Pete Davidson video. <laughs> Best way good. to end it. Um, the oh, what did I, I wanted to mention? Oh, um, I did mention. I thought the the whole scene with. Um, like Pete Davidson yelling at his girlfriend. That was like, it was it was really tense. I was it was like it felt very real and weird. And I think the perform that's where I was mentioning Pete Davidson having a, a good like serious performance in this. At a point, um, it just it felt very awkward and uh, very much on purpose. But I thought that was a pretty good scene. Yeah, I thought there were a lot of like nice, intense dialogue sequences where you're trying to figure out who's telling the truth, who's lying, if they are lying, why are they lying, that sort of deal. Yes, uh, who to trust, who you want characters to go off with. Should they, you know, stay back to back, or you know, when there's like yeah. three of them left, it's like, well, it's got to be one of them. So who is it? And they there's so many misdirects and red herrings. Yeah, I th- the other one I wanted to mention kind of with that was uh, the scene right after uh, B comes back in from the hurricane where it's just cons- it's just the scene of everyone pointing fingers at each other. And then a gun. Yeah, <laughs> and then literally a gun. It's just like, oh, well, she... Oh, speaking of which, a um, uh, good podcast. Uh, we felt very represented in this. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good podcast dialogue. <laughs> um but yeah it's just like oh well she she actually hates your podcast she hate listens to your podcast oh she she cheated on you with me and it's there's it's just like all of this like deflecting onto each other and (laughs) that whole scene was it was almost comical how much how long it kept going with all of that um but i thought it worked really well they're all just horrible friends yeah exactly Um, I do like just kind of the commentary too that I think it works well with like, you know, being in Gen Z, we've grown up in such a politically divisive time that we're just Mm -hmm. looking for things to turn against each other at a moment's notice. So it's like one thing goes wrong and it's like immediately blame gets thrown Mm -hmm. and there's just no trust and no like grace, (laughs) you know, it's like, (laughs) and like that's kind of the times that we've grown up in. And, and the effects of, you know, social media and, and these different things. And it's like, oh, like if we don't, if we, you know, if we don't see the Pete Davidson video of this is just all nonsense, we could kill, we could kill each other and destroy everything mm-hmm. um, if we're going to be stupid about this. So I think that works out pretty well. Like, I think that's a pretty clever, um, clever uh, use of satire. Um, that I think resonates um, yeah. and, and rings true in a lot of ways. Um, gosh, when they're standing and doing the TikTok dances, and oh gosh, <laughs> reminds me of my students. <laughs> Except my students are like 11 and 12, so it's a yeah. little bit more acceptable. <laughs> but you know what? You do you. If you like doing TikTok dances, it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's about all I have to say about this movie, Holden. What about you? Anything yeah. else you want to add? I'm trying to think. Um, I was I, I was kind of hoping that um, uh, Pete Davidson's brother, when he shows up at the end, would just be like this random cameo. 
for some reason I was thinking like John Ham. <laughs> John Ham. It wouldn't make any sense age wise, but I was just like, what if it's just like John Ham? That'd be really funny. Ryan but, Reynolds, huh? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Um who's Brad the other Pitt. one that's had a lot of cameos recently? Stanley. Oh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. <laughs> I still like Stanley. Yeah, Stanley would be good. He's just like what happened here? <laughs> um yeah i think i'm pretty much done with it <laughs> yeah stanley comes i'm ready for the party <laughs> <laughs> just wearing this like skimpy bathing suit you kids want some white claws <laughs> <laughs> all right hey, i kids think want that... a whipping nay nay <laughs> Uh, all right, is that it then, Holden? We done so, here? Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll we'll be back at you in a couple weeks. I don't even know what the movie is. What are we doing, Holden? Uh, hold on. Um, we'll have House of the the House of the Dragon. So I think we're gonna review that, right? Yeah, we'll have House of the Dragon. Um, I'm trying to pull up the new releases coming out. Um. I guess I could just do our outro thing. Um, if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Um, it looks like in two weeks... <laughs> so Beast will have come out or um, that Invitation movie that looks really bad. Um the new George Miller movie is apparently coming out, but I don't know if that's getting a wide release. The 3,000 Years of Longing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find <laughs> something. If we don't want to do any of those, we can do a request or something else. So we'll have something. Yeah. At least so. the, the first episode of House of the Dragon. So yeah. there's that. All right. I promise that. Yes. Uh, that's it then, all right? Yeah. Sweet. Adios, pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast. Yeah. <laughs>